Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room in Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And I don't know how to start podcasts. <laughs> um, it's like that cold opening. Yeah. Know? It's it's always such a hard thing to do. Like I really yeah. should write something. Like. An anecdote, yeah. something so, to say. did you see? Yeah, you know, so like real talk show host kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but in real life stuff, topical. you closed on an apartment today. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yes. Getting yourself a free concert this weekend. <laughs> well, it won't be piece piecemeal, like, moving it in. Uh, like, I've, I'll see. When you I'll, guys I'll sleeping be, there the first day, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, uh, but I'm going to be moving stuff over. Did you know it's iHeartRadio Festival weekend as well? That doesn't seem like a prudent thing for iHeartRadio to do. Well, it's probably smart for them because now all these artists can double dip. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Put, if you put it in wrestling terms, I understand. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, like double book. Yeah. yeah, they can each do. I mean, like Billie Eilish is definitely like an iHeartRadio person, right? Yeah, I guess so. And so is Post Malone. They're the kind of people that would perform at the iHeartRadio Awards. Yeah. That are on like Sunday night. Yeah. And then they also get to do a show on Saturday. They don't have to travel that much. They just stay in a hotel in Vegas. Yeah, just taking care of them. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. Okay, yeah, talk me into it. I mean, it's not good for ticket sales. That's what I'm thinking, like splitting the demographic yeah. most likely. But, uh, oh, some people may want to, you know, people don't want to do uh, the four-day pass, three-day pass or whatever for, for Lib. Maybe they just want to go to day two and see Chance the Rapper, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they, yes. uh, so they check out. They get like a day pass there and a day pass at iHeartRadio, and maybe it all financially makes sense in the end. Well, I think it is two different demographics. I think that iHeartRadio is like seventeen to twenty. There's a good overlap, though. Well, like I think it's seventeen to twenty for iHeartRadio. Mm. To be honest. Okay. And then I think that Life is Beautiful is like 19 to 31-ish. <laughs> yeah. Because like in that 19 to 31 range, until you become like aware of your age, which is 27 to 30. Yeah. Like you're like, I can still do these three-day festivals and go to work. It's fine. <laughs> You <laughs> got a real cough out of me. <laughs> yeah, I said a sentence and it almost gave you a, gave you an aneurysm. Yeah. 
Talking about three-day festivals and then doing something afterwards in general. No. If I have a long drive, <laughs> I'm like, I need to take the next day off. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> Sometimes after dropping you off after O-Ranger, I'm like, it's just yeah. too late. Yeah. Can't go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. podcasting too hard. <laughs> Pulled, pulled something. <sighs> Speaking of podcasts, I guess we should talk about. You, we should do ours. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we should talk about O Ranger. Yeah, and we'll start out with talking about episode sixteen, Naughty, the Future Child, which aired originally June sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. Written by Hiroshi Asoda, directed by Hiroshi Butsuda. Hmm. This one is about the Piano Man. From Power Rangers. Yeah. And yeah. go ahead. Well, he's he's the devil. Yes. Or, well, he's a devil, the musical devil, I guess. He's Bara Devil. Bara Devil, the machine devil. Yes. And the, uh, the uh, auto player piano devil. Yes, yes. And our episode begins with Bara Devil just on the scene calling for a devil world yeah terrible things begin to happen yeah explosions electrical storms yeah the industrial district just gets attacked by shitloads of uh, stock footage yes and we go to the machine empire base and prince bulldote is being praised for his great idea Mm -hmm. and and, you know, he's that little diabetic kid. He needs all the praise he can get, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> glucose, praise, all that. <laughs> glucose, glucose bot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bar Devil, like, he's opening a rift into the devil world through his maniacal key playing. Uh, Shohei's on the scene and witnesses all of this, or... Our uh, little blue boy. <laughs> or our, excuse me, little green boy. Yeah, and he experiences the devil world for a little bit, but still is an O-Ranger. So he goes on the offensive with Bara Devil. And Bara Devil plays a note bomb, essentially. Where he plays a sequence that explodes. And yeah. yeah. Before hitting Shohei, it kind of causes this rift to open, and we see... An armored child screaming in the rift. It's, it's very jarring. It just jumps to it. Yeah, as you put it, like an armored child. This is just a silver-clad child is is being flung through the the fabric of space and time via and note bomb. Via note bomb. Yeah, and ends up in our world. Yes, the rift opens. A child falls out and hits the ground. <laughs> It's really good. Like it's really good. The like the the traveling through time sequence they do, where they just have like he's he's just he's just moving his his torso. They don't have like the effect is they don't have him like suspended from any anything or doing to make it look like he's falling or something like that. They just have him standing on some kind of platform and he just moves the upper half of his body. And he just kind of rolls his arms as these uh, after images of melting clocks and data and all kinds of bullshit flies oh, by. Oh, I was you just know. about to say that. It looks it looks so much like 
the Twilight Zone opening. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does look like the, it's like a good mix of a Twilight Zone with uh, with uh, some some like Doctor Who and some uh, Scott Bakula, you know, like going just on. Just the actor Scott Bakula. Just the actor, because that's his life, man. He's he's looking for the next the next one that'll take him home. Well, the next leap that we make in O-Ranger is that Shohei transforms and begins a battle with Bara Devil. Yeah. But Bara Devil begins to overtake Green. There's a shitload. There's a shitload of Bara soldiers. Yeah. It and they want that they want that boy. Yeah. I mean, he just fell out of the sky. Why not? Yeah. You know, like what's going on with him? How do you, he's clearly not from here. How do you do that? Let's get him. Goro shows up with the rest of the team, but Goro is standing on his jetter machine, and he just just starts shooting Barra soldiers one by one. Yes, he do. But just so so tip top of a Red <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> yeah, like just kind of don't need to be reassured with him. You know, it's just like it's just a safe bet. Yeah. Like he he obviously the, the characters is like the biggest. Is the biggest uh, lacking point in O Rangers that we just haven't got a whole lot of them. We haven't really sank our teeth in at the at um as much as we want to at this point in the series, you know. But what we do know and traits we've seen, one thing's for sure is that Goro is an extremely, extremely competent and dependable Red Ranger. Yeah. Uh, they're all incredible Rangers. They are. They are. It's just, are they incredible people? Um, we then get this nice single take of each O-Ranger yeah, fighting dude, Barra oh my, soldiers. Oh, that shit was fucking dope. That shit yeah. was fucking dope. I say, like, it, it's like, um, it's like, it's like skywalks through this, like, plaza. It's like these pedestrian, like, skywalks through this plaza that the camera just follows all the way through, and we see each ranger get a sequence with, like, three to four bar of soldiers. It's just one shot, one take. It's fucking stupendous, and it's the choreography that we've come to expect from O Ranger, and it's just, just so good. <laughs> it's just so good. So Shohei also takes off to go and catch the child. And the boy's yep. running from Shohei and is saved by a child named Mikio. And he tells Mikio the tale of his pendant and that he's from the year 2200. <laughs> well, at first he says, like, oh, yeah, my, my, uh, <laughs> was his grandpa. My grandpa got it when he went to space yeah. on his trip to space. And, like, Miko is like, went to space? But, yeah, mm-hmm. he just picked it up. And, like, so to Miko, it sounds like, you know, his father's like a fucking astronaut or something. Like some kind of crazy archaeologist astronaut. Yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, like, in reality... You know, he just, you know, went, <laughs> he just, like, went to Pahrump or something like that, you know? Picked yeah, up, picked like up a Dreamcatcher on the alien reservation. <laughs> June's granddaddy yeah. was, like, I'll get this at the airport because I forgot to get him something. Yeah, yeah, he's going to come home. He's going to come home to that kid. He didn't get him, didn't get him shit, but he's grandpa. He usually has something. Yeah, and he picked up his little shitty pendant. Right in the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's that's canon. In space, 
the machine beasts are dreaming of what they can do with a time travel pendant. Yeah. And they want to kill the O-Ranger from the Cenozoic era. Oh, my so we God. Get yeah. A shot of all five of our Rangers in loincloths being beaten down by Barra soldiers. Yeah. They're all very, um, what was the Ringo Starr Caveman movie called? Was it just called Caveman? Okay. Well, I'm going to Google that. I know I said no more Googling. but Yeah. Because on a scale of... Let's see. Let me come up with a caveman scale real quick. It is just called caveman. Okay. So on a scale for, of Quest for Fire, which I say okay. is like the most accurate caveman movie starring Ron Perlman. Um, between On a scale of Quest, Quest for Fire being the top and the bottom being caveman, where would you put this depiction of early man? Year one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of like that. They all look the same. When I was watching this, I was like, what the fuck? This isn't how it works. But then it's like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, Barra, um, or, um, what's Mondo's O-Ranger name? I have the notes right here. Hold on. Let me, let me do it. Let me put in the work. Bacchus Wrath. There he is. Yeah, so uh, when when that was happening, and it was just, they all looked the fucking same, just in shitty, like, caveman, like, leopard print caveman fucking garb and all that stuff. I was like, that's not how this fucking works at all. And, but then it was, because it's inside the head of Bacchus Wrath, and he's just like, what, they're humans, you know? I don't know what they're fucking, you know, how It do doesn't matter what they look like. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, I accept it again. Yeah, but it was really funny. It was really funny because they do just get beat up by cogs. Bulldon is then tasked with retrieving the pendant. Mm-hmm. Bar Devil's attacks on... Bar Devil goes in and tries to basically attack the boy in Shohei, but the pendant is reflecting all of the note bombs because uh, the way it resonates with the with Barra Devil. Yeah, we we find out later, too. Um, we get a uh, proper... Well, I shouldn't say proper. It's mostly, like, you know, uh, sci-fi jargon. But we get a proper explanation for... Uh, for uh, June's appearance in our... In, in our day, you know, in our time. Yes. Uh, at the Woe Base, they all discover... The same exact plan. Yeah. Now, my notes get a little weird here because... No, I, I got you. I know exactly what happens here. I was going to say, I wrote down tubes and gum. All right. So, first thing, though, in that attack uh, mm-hmm. that the Bar Devil tries to hit onto uh, the kids, the, the the attack that is deflected um, hits, by, hits, hits a nearby... It's a nearby White Cast, White Castle and Cinnabon combo cart. I don't know if you saw that. No. <laughs> like, there's no branding, but that cart was just filled with sticky buns and sliders. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and 
<laughs> so like the musical notes hits hits the pendant, it gets reflected off, it hits the fucking cart, the cart explodes, and it's just like icing hitting the ground along with little tiny burger patties. It's That's pretty far, you know, Japan, I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> I might have been writing my note that said tubes and gum at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but that, that that caught my eye immediately. I was like, I think that cart was filled with nothing but sliders and uh, and honey buns or I I um, cinnabons. But um, after that, when they like kind of reconvene, that's when you make that note there you make that observation because apparently in the far-flung future of was it two two thousand two hundred twenty or something like that 2200 2200 okay in the far-flung future of 2200 food is now strictly condiments and bubble tape oh okay yeah because yeah, the kid is eating uh june is eating with mikio yeah and they're they're enjoying a bunch of snacks that they run off with. Yeah, because, like, June's like, this is fucking delicious. What is this? You know, and, and, and Miko's like, that's White Castle. You know? I mean, it's yeah, not it's like, not really delicious, but, like, you know. But it is, he goes on to explain, well, in, in our time, this is all we eat. And it's just, like you put it, it's just tubes. And then he produces this one thing that he pulls bubble tape out of. And he says yeah. it's gum. So it's it's just... Tubes and gums, condiment and bu- condiments and bubble tape. That's all you eat in the future. You get everything you need from, like the. <laughs> it looks like it's like a thing of of a thing of mayo, a thing of sriracha, and a, th- a thing of like, uh, sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> it's all space food. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's such a fun thought of the year 2200 assuming that we'd still be alive mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we decide to stop going let's do things that are beautiful and delicious but let's just eat tubes of clear paste yeah and bubble tape <laughs> bubble tape is delicious yeah bubble tape is delicious we couldn't give that one up yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if there's like we we can only eat gum, and everyone has to like kind of, there has to be like a, a a humanity summit where they're like, well, what what gum do we take? You know, well, how do we decide on the the um, the style of gum? What could it be? You know, some people. I personally would have chosen fruit stripe and just made it different flavors of meal. Mm-hmm. Because how That's much tape constitutes one meal? I don't know. I don't know. Tape also has the one severe drawback. Uh, bubble tape has one severe drawback. Is that, I don't know about you, but when I click that sucker open, when I click that delicious-looking pink shell... I'm I eating the whole thing. Cl- yeah, yeah, and I see it, and it's got that bubblegum dust. You know, that fucking sweet, sweet heroin. You know, bubble yeah. gum, like coated in it, like it's it's weird. It's like bubblegum, like yeast or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it does, but it, you pull it out and it's just dusty like that, and it's just rolled up, all coiled, and you just want to bite into the side of it like a chimp. Yeah, I do want to. I want to suck it into my mouth like spaghetti, like I'm doing a lady in the tramp, but just by myself. <laughs> 
I'm doing a Lady in the Tramp with the center of the bubble tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just hold the the your your you just hold the 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 ends in in each hand, and then yeah. eventually it just yeah meets in the middle. I kiss my my own too sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I hold it like that, and then as the three fingers come close to my mouth, I just too sweet. That was a bad joke. <laughs> It's a bad joke. Made for an audio format. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I was eating a whole six feet of bubble tape on a video. Is that what it's advertised? Is this six feet? Is that what you get? Yes. I think it's six feet. Yeah, because, I mean, Fruit by the Foot is three feet. And it's the smallest three feet ever. I eat a Fruit by the Foot so quickly. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do with the... By the foot is hanging out your mouth like a long ass tongue. Well, that's that's one way, but um, folding it real tight like I'm a like I like I'm a like I'm a blacksmith making a fucking oh. kat- katana. Yeah, <laughs> I just fold make it. your katana <laughs> by the foot. Yeah, kat- yeah, I just fold just fold that fruit like um, a Tori Hanzo steel, you know, and just make it real tight and compact, and then I bite the end of it. I think that you could have a pretty successful YouTube channel if you called yourself the Foodsmith. The Foodsmith. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And you created everyday items out of candy. Hmm. TM, TM, TM. (laughs) (laughs) Bacchus Wrath gets kind of upset and he's like, I don't want Bar Devil Small. Make him fucking big. So he gets big. He does get big. And Goro comes in with the giant roller, and he's like, nah, I'm going to trip this boy. Mm-hmm. Goro then joins Shohei on the ground, and they end up getting the pendant. Calling O-Ranger Robo, we do Taurus Helmet pretty much the whole time. And he hits the devil in the nuts Yeah, because it's, it's, it's Shohei's show at the moment. Like this yeah. is technically his episode because he has the most interaction with the kids. Like he prom, you know, he promises to get Junho, and like, it's it's fine. You know, it's not like the best uh, individual character episode, but it's fine because we see that Shohei's, uh, you know, he's the big lug with a heart, you know, kind of deal. Well, you know, big like square-headed VR man with a heart. Like VR Trooper Stockholm syndrome is a thing. Yeah, and. I want to have O-Ranger Stockholm Syndrome, so I'm like a man in the desert that found a single drop of water. Yeah. And I'm so fine with this episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it's because it, of the little bit of water I got that can sustain me yeah. for another week in the desert. As far as as far as that goes, yeah, it's 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 minimal. But um, the rest of the episode is, like, the, the overarching plot here is is pretty good. I like it. I like, you know, yeah. like Future Kid. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. Man, just something about O-Ranger. I don't know why it looks so much older than all the other shows we've watched. But it, maybe that was intentional or something. But fuck, man. It really does have I'm... like a 70s sci-fi serial kind of th- feel going to it. Well, it's because when anybody tries to depict a future where we run on some different kind of energy, mm-hmm. it's always light years off and dates it so hard yeah 
like look at any 70s sci-fi movie where they imagined we'd all be wearing silver <laughs> in the year 2000. Yeah. Because of the super yeah. sun. We only wear silver jumpsuits. That's yeah. it. Super sun is and just the regular sun, but our ozone's gone. So yes. we'll be seeing a super sun by well, 2035. <laughs> Probably. Now, well, now, now we'll be wearing silver, so maybe they got it right. <laughs> so... In 1995, trying to depict a 1999 where an energy called Choriki exists Chori. does date it. <laughs> yeah. It's just also like the look, the low uniforms are like so Thunderbirds go kind of shit, you know? Yeah, a bright blue military uniform with a red patch for men and a yellow yeah. patch for women. And and it's like is and it's also 70s sci-fi. Yeah, it's and yeah, they're not like super um sleek you know they look they look like 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 you 70s sci-fi they don't look like a incredibly modern or anything like that they just have a have, very dated look and feel to them have you ever seen the original ultraman series uh it's like i mean you know clips he he wears an orange jumpsuit like the guy that becomes ultraman yeah that's fused with the alien ultraman yeah. And it's a lot of that vibe in the Woe uniform. Yes. Specifically the O-Rangers uniform, because Chief Mira looks like a chief in an army. He does. Yeah. He, but he's also got, again, going back to the 70s, like he has um, that, uh, like, oh, yeah, best way to put it is like uh, Team America. Yeah. You know the the uh, what's the what's the head guy's name, whatever. But the way he looks, the way he talks, it's totally, you know, the the whole Team America is like a spoof uh, of shows like Thunderbirds and stuff like that. You know, yeah. where where the the main guy. So, back in the show, Shohei is like, oh, I know what to do, I know exactly how to get you back, and he throws the pendant down to June and starts playing the waste keys of Barra Devil to activate it's, the pendant. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what we touched on earlier is that the chief discovers that the the like frequency of Barra's notes resonate with the crystal structure of the pendant, of the gem. And th through that, it opens up like a rift in, in time and space. Yes, and that's the whole thing. Like they, you know, whatever. I, I'll take it. But the <laughs> forcing. All right. So the, the piano man, Bar Devil, all around his waist is a set of keys. You know, well, yep. at the front of his waist is a set of keys, and he, um, and he, like, he plays it on on his own. But it's like a part of him. He's a robot, so that's like. A part of him, actually, a part of him. He plays so, it like a guitar. Yeah. So, so when, when, um, when Robo comes up to him and grabs him and just forcefully starts, like he grab, he like hooks one arm of of Bar Devil and he just forcefully runs his hand over the keys. It's very like it. It, it seems like the most accosting hand job there's ever been. Oh. 
I'll find the brown note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do like, it. <laughs> Bar Devil's like, oh, oh, oh shit. You know, just like, he's like struggling. <laughs> like it's doing something to him, and it's really weird. It's really fucking weird. And with our minds and all that, it's just nothing but naughties. <laughs> well, after June is returned to the year 2200, O-Ranger Robo stops fucking around. Yeah. And works over Barra Devil. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's truly like a huge contrast. <laughs> like <laughs> Once you don't need those keys anymore. <laughs> understand you were only alive to send that boy back and back in time yeah <laughs> yeah they fuck him up they fuck him up real good Bara Devil dies and then we get the O-Ranger on the ground looking off into the sky with Chief Mira yeah and we see the ghost of June waving <laughs> at them yes the the uh, the we'll call it the the chronal echo of June in yeah, the sky the spirit of the future yeah <laughs> Waving goodbye and, and thanking the O Rangers for their their efforts. That little drop powered me for a little bit. But in the next episode, we get another morsel that's just so fulfilling. And we'll get to that right after these messages. Episode seventeen Plunder the Transformation Brace. Airing originally June twenty third. 1995, written by Noburo Sugimura and directed by Masato Sugino. Mm-hmm. Yuji is on patrol on his Jetter machine. Yes, sir. He is saying there's nothing to report, and at UAOH base, <laughs> everyone is doing their thing. Goro is kind of being his like paranoid, like remember the robots are out there. Yeah, and they're um, who is it? He's also reading a book of recipes. Yeah, Shohei okay. says it's been two weeks. Like, and then like one of the I think Momo says, yeah, maybe they gave up. And uh, but the, they're all doing her thing, like you said. But, jeez, Big Mama is there <laughs> lifting weights. Yeah, just one in each hand, <laughs> just completely, yeah. just 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 tickling both of our uh, both of our uh, wants, <laughs> like, our, uh, our yearns. <laughs> Just just completely indulging us. In our assumptions about, yeah, like, about jury. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Momo is doing her makeup, and Shohei is eating ramen and reading local news. Mm-hmm. On Yuchi's patrol, he notices Barra soldiers trying to steal a child. But uh, it was all a ploy by the genius Kuroda. Now, did you recognize Kuroda? I did. As soon as, like, so when you told me, when you messaged me earlier in the week saying that you're going to like the, you're, you're going to like the, um, the guests, I yes. didn't like it. I, I just retained that part. And I mm-hmm. watched this before I watched Zio for this week. Oh, okay. So, so when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I was like, oh shit, that's Doris Sphinx. You know, like. And he was also the Ragman. And he was the Ragman. Die Ranger. Yes, in the Gene Crying episode. Yes. So, yeah, another uh, PP alumni. Yeah. So, Isabu Ichikawa, who 
like Alfredo said, was Doris Finks and Shiro Neri from Die Ranger. Yeah. Uh, this was all a plot by him, the genius Kuroda, who chose Yuji as the most irresponsible of the O-Ranger to lure out alone and steal his power brace. That's interesting because the personalities of Yuji and Shohei are kind of swapped of Adam and Rocky. Well, yeah, the personalities are swapped, but but Shohei, like Adam, has shown himself to be the heavy yeah. of the boys. Yeah, we're, uh, but it's real interesting that the blue in O-Ranger is the most uh, irresponsible, just as that's easily the same in Z-O-Ranger. Yes. Just interesting. But, but he gets him in a very vulnerable position because he chased... Like, he chases uh, the professor up the same factory. <laughs> the the oil refinery yeah, the, from, the, ba- yeah, from the Barra Baby episode. Yeah, the same same one. And when he gets up to, like, a certain part of the stairs, crossing this walkway, um, like, explosions go off around him, and it knocks him off, and he's hanging for his dear life on the safety railing. And then he pu- the the cog that he's excuse me the bar soldier that he's chasing that's when he pulls off the mask pulls off the jumpsuit and there's the there's the professor and he kind of he does a lot of uh, uh, pontificating I guess it, or he gives some ex he gives some exposition and he cuts off the the brace off Yuji's wrist stealing yes. essentially his morpher. And then he jetpacks the fuck off. Yeah, and he sees this as his opportunity to steal the secrets of the O-Ranger. Yuji goes back to UAOH base, and he's like, look, he stole my power brace, but it doesn't matter. Just make me a new one, and we'll be on our way. And Chief goes, there's no more power braces. Those were the only storage crystals in existence. So, you need to get that shit back. <laughs> yeah. Um, we find out that Kuroda is doing this for his sick son and his intense headaches. Yeah. So, we get a, he stole it for a good reason. Yeah, we we jump to him and we see, uh, we, we play up some sympathy for the guy because he's, like you said, he's doing it for his kid. Um, yep. He's going to be able to, to fix him and uh, you know what? He's perfectly fine with the machine empire being here because he thinks machines could do a better job with Earth than humans currently are. I don't think that this is revealed at this point, is it? What's that? Was that revealed at this point? No, I don't know if it's at this point, but I'm kind of just kind of giving a... A uh, whole explanation on the standing of this guy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm doing... Just giving a little profile on him, I guess. Well, he looks out the window and he sees paranoia soldiers descending upon his home. And then we cut to the O-Ranger, who are at a theme park with these trackers that can find the storage crystals if they're within, like, 30 yards of it. So if they're very close to it. They're not... (laughs) They're not... They're not super precise. Yeah. But they last... Last sighting of, um, what's his name, Saruta or? Uh, Kuroda. Kuroda. Uh, the last sighting of him was at 
What is the name of this fucking place? It's a theme park. It's like I didn't, Family Farm. <laughs> I didn't take down the name of the theme park. But it's something like Family Farm. But it's the same farm we saw in Kaku Ranger. Um, when, uh... W- oh, uh, the, it's the, the first one part of the Ninja Scrolls. Took, yeah, it's the one that uh, that Sasuke took Princess May to. Yeah, yeah, it's the same one, but uh, yeah, we, I thought it was the same theme park that they were in two episodes ago when they were, were playing. They uh, two, this who knows how many times we've seen this shit, but at least this is the second time we've seen the entrance to this thing, which has a very cartoon cow logo on the front of it and shit. But um, we have a fun day at the park where everyone is walking around with their Chariki sensors, looking, yeah, looking, looking for, like looking for us. It's not precise because they're all like they're all riding rides and shit like that. Just like, well, I'm just I guess I'll just maybe we can get close to it here. I'll just move around until this thing goes off. Yeah, yeah I have to be within ninety feet of it. <laughs> um, <That> sucks, <laughs> but. So at Kuroda's house, we see Bulldont and uh, Acha and Kocha in Kuroda's living room. The Kuroda's son looks over and he sees that his son is wor- his dad is working with the Machine Empire, and this is where he gives the whole speech of like, "I'll work with you. I got no problem working with you." Yeah. Uh, machines are better for running this world, but I want to be in charge of Japan. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Bulldone to sit there and he's like, yeah, you got Japan no matter what. You've got Japan. Give me the brace. And Kuroda's not an idiot. He's like, look, if I give you the brace, you're just going to say I didn't have any, I didn't have an agreement with you. So I'm going to hold on to the brace. I'm going to find out some of its secrets. And then you have to find a way to prove to me that you're not going to betray me and I will hand over the brace to you. Yeah. The boy has disappeared and the O-Ranger find him because he, he's, he's upset yeah, that his father sided with evil. Yeah, his father's in cahoots with the Machine Empire and he's and he's kind of like he, he ran off. Yes. And at this point we meet our Machine Beast for the episode. Yeah. Bar a vacuum. And if we remember him from Power Rangers in the episode where Rocky lost his morpher, this was the pitching machine. Yeah. I d- with the incredible drama of Tanya and her boyfriend, whose name is no longer in my mind. Uh, Sean. Right. Oh. Yeah, Sean. You got it. Yeah. Um, so this is another example of where they didn't need to adhere to the structure of O-Ranger by any means in Zeo, but they did. Yes. Like, they did. Like, they stuck to this monster. This monster, when you look at it, does it, does anything about it scream to you like, like something that needs to, to, uh, absorb, you know, one of the Rangers? Because when he absorbs, uh, Yuji, sucks him into him, He's uh, not transformed. He, inside, no. inside, he is just in a civilian, well, you know, his whoa uniform. And 
he's inside these like w- like the the belly of his where with these spiked whirling gears that are kind of like coming in on him and then backing away you know like it's it's dangerous as all shit but that's all yeah. stuff like you can't use right you can't use in zeo but they recreated it and it's actually yeah they recreated the room pretty much one for it, one it is it's like fucking insane i think maybe the the, the gears aren't as spiky you know because they don't want to give that kind of too crazy of a threat kind of like how in fucking it's like the whole Yu-Gi-Oh thing you know you you know uh shadow realm you send you to the death. shadow realm you know when in actuality it's just death in like the actual anime and stuff like that so it's it's kind of like that. they just tone down the severity of the gears but it's still it's exactly what it it looks the fucking same it's crazy Yes. But they didn't need to stick to this whole plot, but they did. So, I don't know. Just Zio is definitely um, impressing me more and more as I watch O-Ranger. Yes. But not that... I, that sounds like O-Ranger is like shit by comparison. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff I enjoy in O-Ranger. We've talked about our, our qualms with it uh, ad nauseum. So, but uh, yeah, Zio is doing a good job with what O-Ranger is serving up. Like we said last week, Zio is like the perfect Sentai counterpart. Amazing action with incredible rock rips. Yeah. Um, so Big Mama transforms, but everybody is kind of surrounded and attacked by Barra soldiers. And Jury is facing off against Barra Vacuum. And when they kind of create some space while fighting for... Uh, Yuji's power brace. Yep. Shigeru gets hit with a, some bullets to reveal that he's a machine. Yeah. That kid gets shot. And the brace falls out of his body. Yeah. So everyone starts playing a game of keep away for the brace. Um, everyone's kind of like enjoying a different ride. Yeah. This Pink is on the swans. Uh this is what this was is... the fun footage we got in uh, Zio. Yeah, yeah, this was. And it gets to Goro, who decides he has the brace in his hand, and he goes, I'm coming right for you, Vacuum. You better suck me up. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't accidentally get sucked up into Barra Vacuum. No. He just does. Goro got a plan. The if way Goro that say, they suck me, this, you suck him. <laughs> Another episode title. If Goro says suck me. (laughs) Uh, Now, this is another instance of them booking Tommy Oliver as a fool. Yeah, it is. Because Tommy got sucked up because he he couldn't handle all of the cogs chasing him. Yeah, he's just, yeah. And he was just like, oh, no, oh, no. And then Bar of Vacuum got Bar of Vacuum. The pitching machine got uh, the best yeah, of him. Yeah, they got the best. sucked him and up. And just, again, the universe looking out for Tommy was like, oh, this is beneficial. You know, now you yes. can save Rocky. Yeah, opposed to Goro, who had a fucking plan, was like, well, I'm going to. He's like, I got the power brace. Yeah. I'm going in. I'm getting my friend. We're going to kill you from the inside. Yep. Goro. He's a good Red Ranger. Yeah. So when they get in, Yuji transform. They 
bust up vacuum's guts and get ejected <laughs> and begin the real battle. Yeah. Uh, Yuji gets to do his, like, special Hisats attacks, which is, like, his Tanfa attack and this one where he spins in a circle in the air and creates, like, a blue tornado. Yeah, it's... It's probably, like, my... Mm, it's probably my least favorite of the, uh... Well, the Zeo attacks or the Choriki, like, energy attacks or whatever... How they? We still haven't seen Big Mama Juries. We haven't, but I've seen Tanya's. You know what I mean? What was Tanya's? Uh, well, like Tanya's. I know the nunchuck one is yeah. float in the air, spinning the nunchucks. Yeah, but I don't know what her non-weapon attack is. Oh, I don't know about the non-weapon attack. I was talking about where he's, you know, where the ones where it shows the Chariki Robos behind them. Yeah, and then they do something. Uh, like Yuji's is probably my least favorite. Just because it's just a little, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't look right. It's just him kind of flipping. Yeah, because I mean, like Goro has the big kick. Yeah. And Shohei has the big punches, and Momo yeah. has a Hadouken. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Yuji. Yuji does a backflip in the air. Yeah. And when we find out what Juries is, that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um. Goro gets the finishing blow on Bar of Vacuum with Giant Roller. And here's where Acha and Kocha come in on a go-kart to revive the vacuum and crash the go-kart. Great shot, great shot. Yeah. So the the big battle becomes... The big battle starts now. Yeah. And, and we get something that we didn't get in the Yeah, episode, something kind of brutal. <laughs> like <laughs> Where when Bar of Vacuum begins to suck up O-Ranger Robo to stop it he just chucks the sword at vacuum's mouth and it yeah it just oh, it lands like like a it lands like a fucking dart you know just yeah in him just impaling that him. shit yeah. was so hard yeah. <laughs> it was really really fucking cool uh man like they should they should have used that but i understand why they didn't but fuck dude, well that was cool because kids would start throwing that sword yeah at the yeah 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 <laughs> Those american kids you know <laughs> well once this battle is complete the o-ranger vow to save shigeru and they look into the sunset as we get a to be continued and the action in this episode the way that goro gets booked like, I know we, Goro doesn't need it, but, like, the competence level compared to the way that Tommy is booked in Zio really builds the team completely. Yeah. And it was just hard as fuck. And the moment where they're just hanging out in the base and Big Mama's working out and, like, everyone's just eating and getting ready for the day was just one of those things where like I like these guys I like these guys a little bit they're not robots episode 18 dad's unusual love mm. it's Freddy's favorite search terms on <laughs> Pornhub yeah these episodes originally aired June 30th 1995 written by Noburo Sugimura directed by Masato Sujino we get a recap of what happened last episode 
don't need to tell you yeah. anything about last episode. That was two minutes ago. O Ranger has for you. O Ranger has been um, quite a steady record of having uh, very amusing titles. Yes. God damn, they're they're really good. But this one, it's like it's like the porn version of My Strange Addiction. Yeah. That's what it. That's what it reads to me. You know, <laughs> Dad's unusual love. Oh. This this episode would have been a wonderful follow-up to the Refrigerator Love episode. It would have been. Mom's strange boyfriend. Dad's unusual love. It actually seems like an undressed series from the early 2000s MTV program. <laughs> um... I think we've talked about it on the show before. What was that one that was all like heart themed? Like an MTV and like you can call in. Oh, Loveline? Was it just called Loveline? Maybe that was it. With Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Was Dr. Drew on that? Yeah. I felt like it was that one uh, lady comedian with. That's like. God, I couldn't even tell you what she did. But she was around for a while. And she was. Uh, she she was big lips and quite obnoxious. <laughs> what was her fucking name? There, there was also that one with uh, makes you lose control. What's makes the name? Lose control. That's the song. Yeah. Fat Man Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he just sounds a lot like Bone Crusher, I guess. Wait, no, I swear to God, Bone Crusher was like in one of her videos. Maybe he was in one of her videos, but I was talking Maybe about... Maybe he's a good a friend sh- of Fat Man Scoop. There was a love show with Fat Man Scoop and his wife on MTV, I want to say in like 2008, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Where his wife talked about how women love huge dildos because their vagina can just reform for a smaller thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. Oh, it was, he was on Goodies. Bone Crusher was? Bone Crusher was on Sierra's song, Goodies. Music Makes You Lose Control is a Missy Elliott song featuring Sierra, which is where I was confused. Mm, okay, all right. Okay, so both both right in our own ways. <laughs> Fat Man Scoop. That's it. Fat Man Scoop's such a good producer name. That is, that is. Well, after the recap... Shigeru is being repaired by Kuroda, who tells his robot son that his human form was killed two years ago. Oh, I can't believe we got the not-quite-human jokes in on Zio. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you needed to take those because you didn't know that you were going to get a robot son. I mean, I did, but I didn't even think of it. Ah. <laughs> but the robot is way more important to the genius than his original boy because he could only get hit take one little hit from a car because that's how human Shigeru was killed. Yep. By getting hit by a car. He could take that one little hit and then his fucking mom died a heartbreak. Machine wouldn't die a heartbreak. You're a machine now. Mm-hmm. Way more important. Yep. 
He's like, I love you. I love you more than my, I love you more than my flesh boy. Cause you don't yeah. break so easily. You got, you just got shot. Yeah. Look at you. And now you're all fine. Yes. Kuroda goes to space and speaks to Bacchus Wrath about joining the paranoia. Yeah. Uh, he hates humans. He hates God. He loves machines, and he thinks that they should replace God and rule the earth. Bar's like, get this sucker chump out of my fucking face. Bar soldiers, and they mob him, and they try to He's like, pull him out. Nah, motherfucker. Yeah. I hate God. <laughs> he says, you're the only God I yeah, know. He's like, I have a, you know, like, if you want to get rid of the O-Rangers, you listen to me. And so Bacchus is like, all right, yeah. Yeah, I do want to get rid of the O-Ranger. I guess I can I, keep a human around until I don't want to. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's pretty important to me, so I'll hear you out. Yeah. <laughs> so, where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, the boy is with Shohei and Momo, and he's remembering all the good times with his father. And then, big metal tentacle attack. Uh, what's your, uh, uh, who calls him? Was it Shohei that calls him? Someone calls him, like, they're like, it's like, they're like big metal vines. And I'm like. Well, it's definitely Shohei, because it's only Shohei and Momo that are here right now. And Momo is living in a nightmare, being attacked by these metal dicks. Wrapping around her neck. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool shot. We get this, like, crane shot where we have her dangling. And we get, like, a POV yeah. of the the thick old metal tube. <laughs> that was a gross sentence that you just said. <laughs> give, me the, give me the POV of the tube. Um, the other show up... And Shohei and Momo are gone. Jury is then taken by a tentacle that has a control device for Shigeru on it. And then he turns into a metal-faced boy, and it's just a repainted Metalder face. It is. Like, I was going to say, this is like a super, is like a very Metal Heroes-looking dude. Yeah. It's just a repaint of... The hero Metalder's face, all silver. Yeah. The boys track... Ugh, the boys track everybody to a cave where Kuroda and a Shigeru machine-beast hybrid is waiting for them. He's, like, sitting in a throne of his son's yeah, body. Yeah, he's like a... Where he's, he's now like a... He's got a pregnant belly with the Metalder face he's, on it. <laughs> He's like a big old pile of like cyber pasta or cyber spaghetti. Like yes. he's he's just like he's just he's just he's like lumps. He's a lot of techno lumps. Yeah, and the O Ranger begin an attack, but the but he is all the wire <laughs> the wire lump is attacking. He's got like a little cigarette that comes out of his son's mouth that shoots fire yeah. and bullets. And he's got all those. The those boy metal does not want flopping around to be a fighter flailing, living in his daddy's swiping. belly, and he resists until he's ejected. 
the real machine beast that Kuroda was based on, Bara Ivy, he appears he, and he begins to fight with Kuroda. Yeah, because once they appeal to his human side, his sympathy, you know, his compassion. Yes. Bacchus is like, eh, I knew he couldn't do it, but that's okay. I plan for that because humans fucking suck. And that's when he has gives a command for Bara Ivy to rip himself from the metal pasta. Yes, and Bara Ivy and Kuroda are the same. Yeah, essentially. It's just one has a human face and one has a robot face. Uh, but he gives the O-Ranger a chance to save Shigeru. And when they get to a mountainside, uh, Ivy just grows big. Yes. No, he doesn't. No, I'm wrong. The O-Ranger escaped to the mountainside where a cave-in happens, and then uh, Ivy shows up, and oh, and Goro attacks with a Churiki riser slash, and then they immediately make the blaster and hit him with the Big Bang shot. Yeah. This is where Acha and Kocha make him grow, and it's time for the giant battle. And for this Megazord battle, the Barra Ivy suit is so fluid and looks very easy to move in. Yeah. Where it's a really good robot battle because the actor in O-Ranger Robo can really move in it. And with the Barra Ivy suit being so foamy, yeah, he can move really well too. So it's... A it's a great fight. Yeah, that was my favorite aspect, of, or one of my favorite aspects of uh, Ninja Storm, is when they went into, what was what they call it, hurricane mode or something like that? Or Oh, yeah, the lighter yeah, version. Yeah, they go into jet jaguar mode, you know, and they just fuck things up. Yeah. yeah. Just, mm, that's good. Real good here. Good fight. So, once the robot battle is dead, it's done. Once the robot battle is dead... <laughs> I, I, I'm reading too far ahead in my notes. The O-Ranger are talking to Shigeru, and he goes, my dad is dead, yeah. and now it's time for me to die as well. Yeah, he, he says, I'm sorry for my dad. I know he's evil, but I still love him. You know? Yeah. But he's like, he's kind of accepting, he's accepting his fate right here, which is he's he's damaged, uh, Obviously, being in his dad's belly did something. Like, I mean, it was probably a lot of strain on that little mechanical boy. And, and yeah, I mean, like all those wires and, penetrating. Yeah, now he's now he's in his dad's belly. Now he's dying on a rock, talking about his dad was evil, but he loves him, and he still thinks O Rangers for everything they did. And and that kid dies. And that kid dies. Yeah, that kid he died <laughs> right there, right there on that rock, and everyone reacts to it. It's kind of hampered. Because the chief comes up and is like, he's a robot. He just power ranges it real Yeah, quick. he power ranges it. He's like, he's a robot. I'll fix him. After I remove all the weapons from him. Which is a good yes. call, on your, which is a good call, chief. But I, like, yeah. I don't think it would have hurt to just have this kid die, but maybe they want bring him back later. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, the chief says he just powered down his, you know, he's a machine. So his uh, power source has died. But that doesn't mean he's dead. You know, his memory core is there and all that. So he's going to rebuild yeah. him, uh, repair him, take out all the bad bits, all the naughty parts that were put in there by his dad's unusual love. 
Ooh. <laughs> and now the O-Ranger have a robot son yeah. that they take to the amusement yeah, park. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they ride on bikes with him. He's now free from uh, the strange life he had before. Yeah. That kid died, and they're like, nah, man. Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, let's let's get you guys a kid. Yeah. It's, uh, hey, it's, hey, jury, remember when you had that, like, baby robot clown? Now you got a baby robot person. It's a, it's a little, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of wimping out, but it's it it's it's entertaining. It serves it serves its purpose for the pee pee. Man, if they ended the episode on just a child dying, <laughs> whoa! Oh fuck! There there would not be a darker series. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't be able to complain about the series in the sense yeah. of, like, I just don't know the characters. It's like, well, you're not going to get to know the characters because all they're experiencing is horror. Yeah. A dad is evil. I'm a fucking monstrosity. Goodbye. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> oh, the, and then the great silence yeah. and all of that. Yeah. It's like, well, this Oh, just last, is, uh, last week with our fucking... Oh, my God. We're seeing... Um, uh, Bara Revenger. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, maybe that's why they were like, wait a minute. What? Didn't laugh? <laughs> like, didn't we just kind of like hit him with a very, very heavy ending not too long ago? Let's not, yeah. let's not, uh, have a kid die this time. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not, uh, kill a child. Yeah. He's a robot, right? We, On can, tele- we, we could, we could, yeah, we'll ride around it. Yeah, he's fine. He's a robot. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? If that child would have died, Bulldont would have got his wish where they're like, yeah, if that baby destroys Tokyo, they're going to have to kill that baby on TV. And we would have had to watch a child die on TV. <laughs> yeah. So, O-Range is wild. It is. It is wild. It's not a bad time. I I honestly... um. Maybe it's just my my way or whatever. Maybe it's just my outlook or, but I expected uh, O Ranger to be uh, severely lacking. Just well, it's go ahead. Just going off um, what I've seen, you know, what I've read and stuff like that. Well, the Power Rangers fandom as a whole sucks. That, that's so. true. Except for except for, except our, for listeners. our listeners, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but as a whole, yeah. like as a group, they suck. And like, Cocker Ranger is not an up to snuff series. Ah, fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, Jew Ranger is the best. Ah, just see Die Ranger. Uh, o Ranger is the series that's terrible because it almost got Sentai canceled. No, they sold a fuck ton of toys. Who cares if the show didn't do well? Nobody watches wrestling, but people still buy those fucking t-shirts. Oh, yeah. It's been such a paradox of, like, lowest viewership in, in, like, recent history for Raw, but they are making so much goddamn money. (laughs) All Elite Wrestling has had 
three shows, and they're one of the biggest T-shirt companies in the world right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. So, so there's ways to thrive without it being the uh, the main product. Yeah. Yes. Um. But O Ranger rides this fine line of being this dark, intense show and goofy as fuck. It does. It does. Like I said, maybe, um, like we've touched on many times in this episode alone about the kind of goofy 70s sci-fi aesthetic of it pairing with some like heavy fucking themes at times. You know, maybe yeah. that's doing it because, jeez, man. I don't think they ever ended the episode on a man, fa- like a, a robot man falling to pieces in, in, in dead silence on uh, Thunderbirds yeah. Go. <laughs> the fact that there was no music playing yeah. during that. And the, like I- all we, the only sound we had was him crumbling, the wind, and a whimpering dog. That's yeah. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's going to stick with me forever. Talking about it right after we, yeah. there might have been a detriment to watching it yeah. and then talking about yeah. it as to like letting it simmer yeah. because this week after watching a child die yeah. and then just immediately get resurrected, watching a robot crumble into rust in the wind with a dog crying. <laughs> yeah. Is so it's it's so it, tough. Yeah, it's grim. It's real grim, man. But uh, yeah, the O Ranger is riding that line. It is riding that line. And but I'm having a good time. I'm. We keep saying it. Looking forward to more and more character stuff. What we got of Shohei in the first episode is just fine, just fine. And in this, in these, in this, um, this two parter here, essentially, two parter. Uh, the father and son story was uh more than enough to sustain me as far as drama, you know. Yeah. And hey, listen, next week's going to be a weird week for this show because uh our episodes line up. I don't know if you know that. They do. Yeah, because uh I've already watched the Zio episodes for next mm-hmm. week. And it is the introduction of the Red Battlezord. Oh, and the preview that we got right after Dad's unusual love is that the O Ranger equivalent is Red Battlezord. Gotcha. So, for the first time, we're not going to be like, "Oh, I wonder when we're going to see this huh. character," or if you remember this character from this. Oh, show. cool! Wow, neat. Yeah, we're going to be lined up, but I think that's the end of the show. Do you agree with that? I think so. Yeah, I think we said everything. Okay. I think we said everything needed to be said about this. Yeah, so, thank you so much for listening. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on seven of them. <laughs> uh, we're also on Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash power playthrough. We are doing episodes of Big Bad Beetleborgs currently. <laughs> But there's 30 episodes of VR Troopers on there. If you want to hear about our love for the beautiful Caitlin star, Miss Sarah Joy Brown, you can go over there and listen to 30 episodes of Just a Wet Dream. <laughs> and uh, hear, hear some talking also dog. Also hear us talk about. <laughs> yeah, hear a lot of impressions of a talking dog. Uh, head over there and get that. 
Yep. But we're also doing Beetleborgs. And there's a Elvis ghost. <laughs> yeah, Liberace, Elvis, Jay Leno, Slimer. That's what you get in Big Bad Beetleborgs. And then you also get a very touching family dynamic between uh, several monsters. That all want to murder some All want to murder some kids. They, you get so to head over to Patreon <laughs> and get into that kid You murder. get to see Slice of Life balanced with the yearn for child murder. Check it out. Um, Rainer is a band that we enjoy, and they enjoy us so much so that they gave us a theme song. And you can go get that theme song over at bandcamp.com. Rainer. At bandcamp.com. And while you're there, download their other albums. Pay what you want on scenery. It's a wonderful album. Mm-hmm. Th- three. I go to I go to sleep. To three it every of the night. crispiest choices uh, tracks you'll uh, lay your ears on in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. Yeah, you may be listening to this after twenty nineteen. It it still stands. Check it out. It you know what that album ages incredibly well. You know the what the sun may be. Scenery is so scenery is so good. It is in. The year of June, twenty two hundred. Yeah, it makes me Still forget good. all about the. <laughs> it makes me forget all about the infinity summer, and the blazing sun. Here, in yes. the underground realm of New Vegas, we moved everything underground. We had to. It's just. It just. We had to. Even though we're on, un- we're in the underground. We're still on Twitter, at P Playthrough, Instagram at Power Playthrough. We're on Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I there. guess it's there. I guess if if uh, yeah, if you have a parent that asks about it, yeah. Yeah, if your if your dad <laughs> is a fan of our show, he can get on the Facebook fan page, mm-hmm. talk to all the other dads and moms <laughs> on there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you want to have a letter read on the show, do not send it to my personal email, but send it to powerplaythrough at gmail.com with okay to read in the subject line, and we will read it on the show if I want to. And if I want to, it's only there if, like, you're basically not telling me how terrible I am. Actually, I would definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's actually fine. If uh, if you want to flame us, that's yeah. fine. Keep, but keep la- the problematic talk out of there, and we'll read it. Like, yeah, it could be just shitting on us from top to bottom of that page. We'll read it. Yeah. No problematic name calling, but if you want to flame us pretty hard, go for it. That's all we got for you. May the power protect you.